The New York Islanders come out of a difficult weekend with three out of a possible four points, but Adam Pellick now on LTIR. Sebastian Ajo also hurt. How do they handle that? We'll break it all down for you on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We have got a lot to talk about on today's show, an eventful holiday weekend for the New York Islanders, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, I'm happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's great to talk Isles hockey game time or anytime with listeners and viewers of the show. To say it was an eventful weekend for the New York Islanders is an understatement. And it all started Friday night within the first five minutes of the Islanders game against the Ottawa Senators. And in rapid succession, Adam Pellick and Sebastian Ajo left the game. And the Islanders ended up having to play Friday night's game with four defensemen for the last 55 minutes of the game. And, you know, that means, number one, every other shift, those defensemen were on the ice, and they were on the ice for a good long time. You look at the final ice time minutes for the Islanders defensemen, the four remaining Scott Mayfield, 26 minutes, 19 seconds of ice time. 
Ryan Polak, 28-47. Alexander Romanov, 30-02. And Noah Dobson, 31-05. All of them relied upon heavily in this game. And keep in mind, Polak took a penalty which made it even harder because the Islanders only had three defensemen who could kill penalties during that particular penalty kill. So the Islanders on Friday in Ottawa with a gutsy effort to hold off the Ottawa Senators and emerge with a 5-3 to three win. And, you know, it is very, very difficult when you're down to four defensemen, it's hard enough when you're down to five, but when you're down to four defensemen, to still manage to hang on and win that game is impressive. And I was very, uh, Im- very, very happy with the team's effort and their gutsiness. Semyon Varlamov, 28 saves, played well. But the team played solid defense in front of him. A goal and an assist for Oliver Wallstrom. A goal and an assist for Kyle Palmieri. Two helpers for Brock Nelson. And, you know, those four defensemen. Dobson, an assist. Romanov, two helpers. Mayfield, an assist. Polak, the only one who did not figure into the scoring. He and Romanov were a plus two for this game And that really made a huge difference for the New York Islanders. And they're able to get the W in a game that, you know, wouldn't be easy to get the W. And then you move on to Saturday's game against the Philadelphia Flyers. So not only did you have uh, only four defensemen for almost all of the Friday night game, But you are also looking at a situation where you then have a back-to-back and you had to travel internationally from Ottawa back to Long Island for the game. And yet the Islanders still managed to get a point in this game. And, you know, they stayed out of the penalty box. Only one minor penalty in this game. uh, And that didn't happen until the third period. Yeah, the offense was sketchy, no question. You know, they did not, they only had 25 shots on goal in 65 minutes. But Ilya Sorokin, 40 saves, very little doubt that he is back in form. And, you know, Grant Hutton called up from Bridgeport to fill in. And Samuel Bolduc back in the lineup. Bolduc only playing 12:44, Hutton 10:11, but neither one of those players played poorly and looked out of place in that game against the Flyers. If you would have told me on Thanksgiving Day that the Islanders were going to lose two of their top six defensemen, including Adam Pellick, and would still manage to get three out of a possible four points. On the weekend, I would have been very, very happy with that outcome, and that's what this team needed to do. Was the offense lacking big time on Saturday? Yeah. Yes, it was. 
uh, moving ceremony before the game, giving uh, Kyle Clutterbuck his silver stick, and they gave his kids silver sticks, and his wife and his mother flowers. I mean, it was a touching ceremony before the game, and Cal Clutterbuck uh, did, you know, not usually a guy who outwardly shows emotion, showing the emotion. Julian Gauthier filling in, and Hudson Fashing sitting on Saturday. I was a little surprised because Fashing had been playing well, but that being said, having Gauthier in the lineup, five hits, Four shots on goal in just 8 minutes and 45 seconds of ice time. Gauthier gave them a little bit of juice because he didn't play the previous game. And that was important. And then Sorokin coming through big time. Look, this team is still flawed. They still have issues. But to get three points out of four on that weekend, where you have all of these issues come up was huge for the New York Islanders, and it keeps them in the thick of things in the standings, and that in and of itself is important for this team. You know, the Islanders right now, fifth place in the Metropolitan Division with 22 points in 20 games, but the 22 points... Ties them with Washington and Carolina, although those two teams have played fewer games. They're one point behind the Flyers. Second place and seventh place right now in the Metropolitan Division. A grand total of four points separating the second place Flyers from the seventh place Devils. It is going to be a heck of a ride for the Islanders and all the teams in the Metro as we get deeper and deeper into the season. So, obviously, the issue now becomes, what do the Islanders do about Adam Pellick being placed on long-term IR? Saturday, they don't just place him on the injured reserve, they place him on LTIR. Now, that means they have some more cap space to work with while he's on LTIR. They can theoretically go over the cap by the amount of his salary, but it is it is going to be difficult for the Islanders to figure out, and we're going to talk about how they handle that uh, coming up later in the show. We'll also have the two trades the Islanders made and uh, the Islanders' birthday of the day, a goalie who was with the team for most of two seasons in the early 2000s and really had an impact on the team while he was here. We've got all that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Collective. They say if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. But as a freelancer, there's always the dreaded paperwork that comes with it. With Collective, you can focus on your business of one while letting them focus on your paperwork. Collective is the number one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and the self-employed entrepreneurs, and it lets you focus on your passion, not your paperwork. Let Collective handle all the paperwork you dread, like corporate formation and compliance, taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, and even payroll. And the best part, it's at a fraction of the cost of a CPA. 
Collective knows that if your business makes over $80,000 a year, you will find the most value from their services. So join the thousands of solopreneurs who have saved an average of $10,000 a year on taxes with their structure. Right now, Collective is offering one month free and no onboarding fee when you go to collective.com slash LockedOnNHL and tell them LockedOnNHL sent you. That's a $550 value for free when you go to collective.com slash LockedOnNHL and let them know LockedOnNHL sent you. That's collective.com slash LockedOnNHL and tell them LockedOnNHL sent you. So Adam Pellick on LTIR with an upper body injury. And this was a scary injury. Uh, You saw him in definite pain immediately after the injury took place. And clearly, uh, the Islanders are going to have to deal with, you know, this injury. It's not a small issue. We know last year that Pellick missed 21 games and the Islanders won only seven of them. And a big part of the late season swoon that this team had la- uh, last year, or mid-season swoon, was due to Pellick's injury. And then remember, after he came back, his timing was off. He wasn't playing the 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 way he normally played, in part because he was recovering from the injury, needed to get his stamina back, his timing back. So, yeah, he missed 21 games, but maybe another 8 to 10 games before he sort of got his groove back. And it's not a coincidence that even without Matthew Barzal, who was injured at that time, once Pellick got his form back and started to play better, that's when the Islanders started to figure things out. So they were 7-9-5 and five without him in the lineup last year. Right now, if you count the game on Friday, they are 1-0-1 without Pellick. I mean, technically he played in that game, but what did he play? Uh, a minute and a half on the ice in that one? Uh, yeah, in fact, less, 55 seconds. Uh, and then you add to that, the absence of Sebastian Ajo. Now, I think that Samuel Bolduc can adequately replace Ajo, especially if he ends up being in the lineup on a day-to-day basis. But right now, you know, the, the Islanders basically made two moves to, to deal with the injury to Adam Pellick. The first one was bringing up Grant Hutton, Hutton, like I said, played a little more than 10 minutes on Saturday and did fine, blocked a shot, had two hits, was even in plus-minus, although since nobody scored a goal in this game until the shootout, you know, you had to deal with that. But if you think about it, the fact that Hutton was not on the ice for a goal against and didn't make any glaring mistakes that made you go, oh my gosh, how are the Islanders going to handle that? So... There's the, you know, the situation that Hutton, as a fill-in, did just fine. I think, Samuel Bolduc, this is going to be a huge opportunity for Samuel Bolduc. Because, barring another major move, Bolduc is going to be in the lineup as long 
as Pellick is unavailable. And that's going to be telling. I think we're really going to get a better idea of where Samuel Bolduc is in his development. Now, last year, if you recall, Bolduc, during the regular season, he looked fine. I think it was like 17 games that he played late in the season. And he looked solid. Then he got into the playoffs, and he was not ready for playoff hockey. Not ready for prime time when it came to that. So this year, he hasn't looked as good as he did down <coughs> down the stretch last year when he saw more action. So that was an issue. But uh, I think now, knowing he's going to be in the lineup consistently, we'll see after the next two, three, four games, once he settles down, we'll get a better idea of where Bolduc is. And I think defensively, if he doesn't make major mistakes, Bolduc can certainly be the equal of Sebastian Ajo, who is a willing defenseman, but because of his lack of size, there's always an issue with him in his own zone. And Bolduc has the potential down the road to be a power play factor and and help out. He did that with Bridgeport in the AHL, so there is that to look at. But realistically, Bolduc will now his his role becomes even more important. And then the the other I mean, I don't think Grant Hutton is going to be up with the Islanders long-term. They already made uh, a trade to bring in a defenseman, and I I think that'll be important as well, and we'll talk about that uh, in our next segment. Two trades that the Islanders made over the weekend. But the other thing is this. You lose Adam Pellick. That affects all the rest of your defensemen. Because let's face it, Adam Pellick gives you leadership and he is one of your two shut-down defensemen. And Pellick and Ryan Polak didn't play together a lot, but, you know, if you're trying to protect a one- or two-goal lead in the last few minutes of a game, you always had that option of getting them out there together as a duo. The other thing... uh, that was always true about Adam Pellick is that he would give you minutes, and those minutes are important to this team. Uh, you know, last year, it was, in fact, for the last four seasons before this year, Adam Pellick would give you somewhere above 21 minutes of ice time a game. This year, it's down to 1938 injuries, part of the reason for that. And obviously, the fact that he played less than a minute on Friday lowers that number a little bit. But you're losing a defenseman who gave you more than 21 minutes a game for most of the time when he was healthy and who was able to play in big defensive spots, who provided your team with leadership, you know, the offense, not a lot. He's really a, a, a roughly a 20, maybe 25-point-a-year type of defenseman. But it's more important that they find a way to compensate for the defense that he provides. And 
look, the Islanders are always tight-lipped about his situation. I believe they said he was week to week at this point. But by placing him on LTIR, he's got to be on there for either 10 games or 24 days. I can tell you right now, it is unlikely that we see Adam Pellick on the ice uh, at least until after the Christmas break, probably later than that, and the Islanders are going to have to figure out what to do. Now, they made two trades over the weekend. One of them is a short-term fix to help with the Adam Pellick situation. We'll talk about that and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Bo Horvat could score 50 goals. The Islanders could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win up to 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Sorokin or Horvat or McDavid or McKinnon will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in any given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Islander fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers, so start paying attention and nail your picks so you could start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See sleepers' terms of use for details and locational availability. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On and our national shows covering every league, including Locked On NHL. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So the Islanders made a pair of moves over the weekend. The first one was to address the lack of defensive depth on this team. And it wasn't even a trade. Technically, the Islanders signed Mike Riley off of waivers from the Florida Panthers. Now, Riley, 30 years old, a native of Chicago, Illinois, originally a fourth-round pick of the Blue Jackets back in 2011, played his college hockey at the University of Minnesota, and played for the Wild, the Canadians, the Senators, the Bruins, and the Panthers before joining the Islanders. He is a, a guy who really only played more than 57 games in a season once. That was in 2021-2022 with the Boston Bruins, but he's experienced. He has a 341 NHL games to his credit. Not a lot of offense, 12 goals, 98 points, 134 penalty minutes. Played in 16 NHL playoff games, all of those with the Bruins. He has four assists in those. Six foot one, 196 pounds, so, you know, pretty good size. Uh, 
he is an experienced body who the Islanders picked up. And look, I don't think we're talking about a guy who fits necessarily into the Islanders' long-term plans, but he is basically, you know, this is his sixth NHL organization. He has a salary of just a million dollars a year. And we don't know yet whether or not he ends up playing ahead of Samuel Bolduc or behind him. He is a left-handed shot, which is something the Islanders desperately need with Aho and Pellick out of the lineup. And we still do not know how long uh, Sebastian Aho will be out of the lineup, whether he'll be available tomorrow when the Islanders play the Devils, or whether we will see both Mike Riley in the game and also Samuel Bolduc. So, that remains a big question mark, and we hope to have an update. Check us out on uh, X or Twitter uh, to get updates on the injury situation for Sebastian Ajo. But Mike Riley gives them somebody they can plug in on the third pair and hopefully not do a lot of damage. I mean, here is a guy who... You know, depending on the team he's on, he is either slightly plus or slightly minus. He's dependable. Not spectacular, but dependable, and that will help the Islanders. Now, the second move that the Islanders made, uh, they traded minor leaguer Arno Durando. I know he was a, a, a bit of a fan favorite during a limited amount of time he spent with the Islanders, to the New Jersey Devils organization for minor league winger Tice Thompson. And yeah, Tice Thompson, brother of Tate Thompson, uh, you know, the, the, the usual connections uh, in that respect because, you know, his dad was the uh, coach down in Bridgeport, his brother playing now uh, obviously with the Buffalo Sabres. Thompson, again, one of those bottom six kind of guys. He's 24 years old, uh, 6'1", a buck 75, a fourth round pick of the Devils in 2019, Providence College. Uh, Going to start off in Bridgeport, no shock there, but he gives you depth. He'll hustle. He's kind of a similar player to Arno Durando in, in that respect. In 15 games this year, five assists and a plus four. Last year with Utica, again, all of this with Utica, 56 games, seven goals, 26 points. So again, we're talking about a hustle guy, a bottom six guy who might be able to help. He's played 11 NHL games in his career, all with the Devils, one assist in those 11 games. He reports to Bridgeport, and we'll see what he can do there. But those are the two short-term moves that Lou Lamorello has made. But I think we need to see, uh, depending on how long Adam Pellick is out, uh, something a little long-term. The, the bad news is you're without Adam Pellick, one of your top defensemen. The good news is this potentially, depending on how long Pellick is actually out, gives the Islanders... Uh, some more cap flexibility possibly to make a move and make this team better this year. Although now adding that puck moving defenseman or that defenseman becomes a bigger issue with Pellick out of the lineup. 
And we'll have more on all of this situation coming up this week on Locked on Islanders every day, as you know. We'll cover it top to bottom. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And Sunday was the 51st birthday of former Islanders goalie Chris Osgood. Yes, the Wizard of Oz, turning 51, a native of Peace River, Alberta, drafted in the third round by the Red Wings back in 1991, made his NHL debut for Detroit in the 93-94 season, then went to the Islanders in 2001-2002, and boy, was he good for the Islanders that year. A 2.50 goals against average, a 9-10 save percentage, but boy, was he a winner that year. Got off to a red-hot start, won 32 games for the Islanders in goal. One of his better games as an Islander, March 12th, 2002, at the HSBC Arena in Buffalo. Islanders with, obviously, Chris Osgood in goal. Martin Biron, a future Islander at that point, was in goal for the Sabres, and in this game, the Islanders pitch a shutout. Both teams had 28 shots on goal. Osgood saving all 28 of them to earn the shutout, and the Islanders win the game 3-0. Kip Miller, Dave Scatcher, and then Jason Blake with the empty netter to clinch the win. Islanders, 3, Sabres nothing. Chris Osgood, the big goaltender, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day, went on to play for St. Louis, and then the Red Wings again after leaving the Islanders. And, you know, Chris Osgood, in his NHL career, winning three Stanley Cups and two Jennings trophies, and we wish him a very happy 53, uh, 51st birthday, excuse me, uh, to Chris Osgood. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We will preview the Islanders game against the New Jersey Devils at The Rock in Newark tomorrow night. Plus, uh, we'll have the latest updates on Adam Pellick and Sebastian Ajo's injuries and any moves the Islanders could and maybe should make uh, with regard to going forward, what their situation is going to be like. Until then, stay safe, everybody. Have a great day. And of course, let's go Islanders.